Ladies and gentlemen, what is happening? This is Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take key quotes and moments from a film to drive a conversation. Get at us at TalkingDuringMoviesPodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at TalkingDuringMovies. Uh, you can find some random posts on Twitter, but I really I try not to go there with all the, all the nonsense that is Twitter. IG is just happier and email is just so complete and a lot more fun to do. So, with that said, folks, let me introduce our guest. She is a professional, which I'm not. Semi. A retired professional. I mean, she's just out of the gate. Retired professional, uh, doing lots of things. We're going to get into everything. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, my new friend, because every time I meet someone, they become my friend. Well, Petrowski, Lauren, how are you? Hey, I'm so good. So happy to be here this morning. <laughs> so in our shitty summer sequels, uh-huh. we are doing Rush Hour 2. Yeah. Now, I know in the, in the general genre of things, uh, the uh, the crazy um, action comedy is pro- is not your exact forte. It's, it's not. I'll be honest with you. This is a new one for me. I have not seen this. And uh, yeah, action, action comedy, maybe not my first choice of movie, but I'm open. We're open to new things, but you, you and, and you know, if, um, falling maybe at a different time, and we can. Oh, she's already spilling cocktails, folks. Oh, but she just, goodness, I don't know how she got here. Hopefully, an Uber. <laughs> so I mean, we, you know, of course, I know your husband. Um, we, we've met a couple of times. Yeah, he's done one of these. With you. He's done one of these right before getting his wisdom teeth pulled out. Just playing like a champion. Yeah, it was, I don't think it was wisdom teeth. It wasn't it wisdom was teeth. Something. It was a surgery of some kind, something. and so we just you know did a movie and <laughs> copious amounts of cocaine. Yes, I'm kidding. Great, great, One last right? Time. Uh, but you, um, I mean, of course, I also know you from uh, you worked a lot in the television industry. I did yeah, I worked in Austin at a TV station for about twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah. Just decided Local TV news. Just decided, you know, you you uh, became best friends with a lot of big celebrities. Just decided, you're like, hey, yeah. listen, you know, I'm gonna. That was it. I'll just live off my friends. I'm just gonna, you know, Bobby Bones and I are gonna go do our own <laughs> podcast soon. It's gonna be great. I'm waiting for that call, <laughs> Bobby. Um, no, I, I, it was great. My dream job, what I wanted to do for 20 years, and what I did for a long time, and it just kind of got to the point where my schedule was not working out with my personal life. So I'm a mom, I have a three-year-old, and I was waking up at 2.30 in the morning for oh, work. As soon as you retired from that, I texted your husband and I said, at what point in time 
Are you going to set your alarm for 2.30, roll over, and shake your wife and yeah. go, really for work? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Just, he goes, it never happened, Jay. He, he, as soon as day one she was done, she just slept in. Yep. Like the body was ready for it. It was ready. I was exhausted. I was literally living my life as a walking zombie. So tired. Um, you know, sorry, other Jason's not here with us. I'm sure he can relate somewhat having that early morning schedule. But I had to be on, you know, wake up at 2.30, do full hair and makeup, get to the station, start our show at 4.30 in the morning. We had a five and a half hour morning show and it was nonstop. News, lifestyle programming, we did live interviews. So I'm doing multiple interviews a day. We're shooting promotions. So it was, it was a lot. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun some days. Every day was different, but it just kind of got to the point where I was not the mom, the wife, the friend I wanted to be. I was exhausted. And, um, you know, working holidays was another issue for me. Yeah. I just kind of wanted a change. It was time. And you didn't go Jason Dick's route, uh, or my sometimes co-host. You didn't go his route and just do copious amounts of alcohol just to, to cope with them. No, that doesn't, I don't think that would work too well with being on camera and then having to like hold it together when you're interviewing a congressman or something like that. But um, yeah, never know. Maybe you never it probably know. works for some. I've seen some Congress people yeah. talk. I think it might spice it up a little bit. All right, there's a, so, so, so in that, in your, in your previous life, you did all that. You said it was your dream job. Yeah. Or was there was there a thought of ascension to a Good Morning America, oh. a, um, a Today Show, something like that? I mean, I think every person that goes into local news kind of has that dream in the back of their mind. But that was not really my goal. My goal was to be in Austin. Yep. I loved it here. I went to UT and I wanted to work in Austin. And I was pretty fortunate that that happened pretty early on in my career. And I just wanted to have a great job in a city I loved, and, and I did that. And, and I wanted to be on the morning show, and I worked my way to being one of the morning show anchors. And so no, um, it, it, that was never really like the plan, you know? Okay. And I married a Texan, so it, I, it would be pretty hard to get him to want to climb the ladder and move around a lot. We're gonna so, go to New York, it's like yeah, Texas. Right. It's a little busier. It's a, it's a little different. I don't, no, that's gonna work for you, but. Have you heard of a thing called the bodega? It's super exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll love it. So in, now, what do you love more? What now in, in the in the dream scenario, right? Because I can see you based on me following you on Instagram and following you and your husband on Instagram. You guys travel quite a bit. We do like to travel. Yeah. What's stopping you from going HGTV and being like, Mom's gonna go away for a week? Oh, I'm gonna I'll leave you it. with the sun. Do you know someone hiring? <laughs> do you know someone with HGTV that wants to hire me to have my I own show? I know some HGTV people. Okay, well, I'm head of global. Have you not? Well, I don't no, want to take you away from your son for a week. I would be okay leaving for a week. I'll be honest. Okay. Um, no, because I'm just going to the Bahamas okay. for a week. Yeah. <laughs> to that would be this. a dream, honestly. If I could kind of travel here and there, or be gone for periods of time for a show. But then when I'm not doing it, kind of run my own schedule back home and then still have holidays off. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously that that is a dream. Having my own show or a show that I participate in where I still get to well, be on camera, do the host thing. Yeah, you know what I don't see, and maybe this is it, HGTV if you're listening. Actually, I do know <laughs> someone there. But it, here's the idea. Don't steal this idea, you fucks. What if it's you're the host but what's the hardest thing about travel is traveling with the family, the kid, you know, the different schedules, yeah. the morning person, the non-morning person yeah. who fed the kid, who packed it up, who left the, who left the iPhone charger in the room. 
Me, I'm the dad. I really am. I'll tell you, here's the greatest thing I ever showed my wife was she travels with our daughter and she walks on the plane and the stewardesses are like, mother, kids crying. She's dragging three things. She's got a overhead bin. She's trying to set Harper down. Harper's crawling. She's walking around. And the lady's like, get your shit together, lady. (laughs) I walk on with my kid. And they're like, there's a dad traveling alone with his daughter? Can we get this man a cocktail? Oh. Stewardesses, over here, all of us. Let's let's usher him in. Is there rose petals? We got ro- rose petals. Get him a cocktail. <laughs> Who wants to walk with the daughter? Right. Does the pilot want to come out? Does he want to? Harper, why don't you go sit in the pilot seat and just see what it's like? Forget security. Just get up there. Have some fun. I sit down. Like, would she like a treat? I'm like, oh, I don't buy her food on the plane. Oh, no, no. This is a gift from, from the staff. She's such a good kid. And I'm like, okay, sure. My wife sees this because we travel. And I'm like, let me just, you walk on first. I'll walk on with Harper. She's like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 100% bullshit. <laughs> okay, then I'm not going to feel bad that my husband's about to take his first flight alone with our son. Oh, no. I'll, I'll prep him on exactly how to milk this situation because you've got a handsome son. He's going to walk on. like, you start off with a high five to the captain and the, and the first class stewardess because if there's room, uh, secret tip, they'll bump you up there. If your kid's good, they will put you right in first class. They're like, he's such a good child. I swear, if he gets first class when he's alone with our kid, I... Yeah. You're, you're one. You've 100% won. Um, but you were going to say something about traveling with the Yeah, kids. so traveling with the family. So you're, you you, you, you got to do the full breakdown, right, of, of, of who's the morning person, who's not, who's leaving shit behind, who's not. You do that full, and then it's like traveling with the family. Yeah. So that people can actually have a realistic expectation of what it means to travel with the family because all these travel shows show a single person flying to the Bahamas doing yeah. something fun you're like I'd like to do that let's show the real life of traveling as a family yeah it's, it's almost like house hunters you're <laughs> like so uh, you know my husband raises caterpillars and I'm a basket weaver our budget's five thousand dollars and uh, we want to live in Ibiza and they're like well the average rent's ten like no, not for us. It's five. And then you get to see the shithole that they probably have to pick, right? They're like, well, this bed's rock, but it's carved rock. And it's really nice to be in carved rock. They're like, yeah. oh, it's uncomfortable, but I really think we're going to make it here with this. You know that my husband was on an episode of the TV show? What was he on? House Hunters Renovations. Was he? Does, yeah. Was he renovating the house? Because he's a handy man. Well, yeah, he's very handy. He uh, was the realtor selling the home and then also the general contractor fixing it. You kind of married a, a Michelangelo. When it comes to homes, yes. Yes. When it comes to, like anything fixing homes, we will never have to hire one person. No. It's, it is pretty You cool. might have to wait, wait a while for a dining room table. He did it. I know. He finally he, did he it. He made our dining. I know. It only took <laughs> two years, I believe, right? <laughs> I texted him. It and was, I was like, actually <laughs> much quicker than I thought it would be. And then he just, he just made a little clubhouse, you know, playhouse for the kid. And yeah. I mean, this is a good hobby. All right, let's keep it. Yeah. Like well, he's also quite a quite a quite a card player. He he likes him some poker. Yeah. He does. What are what are your vices? What are your guilty pleasures? Coffee and wine. Coffee and wine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with either one. Um, a shopping, although obviously that's taken a severe dip since we were born. Yeah. But I was a shopaholic. I mean, yeah, kind of have a problem. Now I've like, known. Know the UPS man. Like, He's like, I'm hey. at house every day. 
How are you? Like, I'm great now. They're keeping them in business. Yeah. Amazon. Oh, everything. So that's that's taken a turn since moving work. So it's been an adjustment. Do you think the kids at Zappos, when Amazon came, they're like, just pick whatever you want and then return what you don't like? The people at Zappos are like, we've been doing this with shoes for about 20 years, assholes. Well, How are you getting so much press out of this? It's true. I know. <laughs> but then when you're only selling shoes, it's like, I love Zappos. But your shoe so. game is strong. Oh, thank you. Shoe game strong. Thank that. you. I do love shoes. Lots, lots of shoes. But and, and love Zappos. So those are my two. It's Amazon? like if I need something this weekend, I'm gonna go look at Zappos and you know, Well, I mean we've got I know, this is, they're like you didn't know. This has been that that noise in the background and all this construction is brought to you by Zappos. Not only will they deliver a sound to you. You know that I've gotten things <laughs> delivered like in one day from them? Yeah. They're just in Vegas. Just a, this is a guy on like an eight. Something they, here. They've redone. I mean, that Tony Shea has redone that whole downtown Vegas. He's he's gentrified downtown Vegas and made it the golden nugget. Yeah, I know a lot about a lot of things. What do you want to talk about? I I have a two foot level depth of knowledge if it's a lake about almost anything. You throw me a you topic. You do really well in TV news. It's kind of all we have to. Yeah, do. but I drink too much. So listen, <laughs> listen, if there's a TV news where I could have a cocktail. And then, okay, but I hear that's frowned upon. I mean, we can make that show. We can, we can make that show. Right? What congressman is going to come on? And it, I don't think we'll invite congressmen. <laughs> I think we have to. Because I, I, I want to get them high on mushrooms or drunk to really find out who they are. I don't, you know, it's, I don't trust people that have not done drugs or do not drink at all. Only because there's a vulnerability to it. And, and a vulnerability not of, of your being vulnerable, right? <clears throat> And I'm not saying go out and get drunk, but I'm saying that the people that deny themselves being vulnerable around other people, mm -hmm. hard pulse, hard pulse. Because <laughs> then what are you yeah. hiding, Ted Cruz? Yeah. I mean, yeah, just anyone. Just, well, maybe you just always want to be yourself that you're in control of. I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. Too. I just yeah, I mean, your vice is wine and coffee, which... Oh, so the other day, let me tell you, so I, I'm in the, um, the Whole Foods and I'm hanging out and I see some coffees. I'm like, I can grab a coffee, gotta go. I want, hey, concentrated coffee assholes out there, go ahead and put concentrated in bigger letters. Because I took one of those concentrated things. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is strong. This is like espresso. Yum. Drink the whole thing. My heart about exploded. Yeah. <clears throat> uh -huh. So I'm in Whole Foods again. This one I was in LA. I'm in Whole Foods again here having a meeting. And I see this gal, and she's pulling all this coffee. And I go, excuse me, I had some coffee the other day, and it was concentrated. I know you don't work here. Which one isn't concentrated up here? Because I want something cold, and I don't want There's a line at the other place. So which one? Yeah. What, what is it? She goes, oh, get this one. These are all concentrated. She goes, did you drink a whole one? I'm like, yeah, slammed it. She goes, when did you sleep? I go, just yesterday. <laughs> just, just finally fell asleep yesterday. <laughs> I was talking so fast in the meeting. I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. like, what? And I already talked too fast as it is. Oh, my God, it was awful. And this is a cold coffee. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I stay away from that. You do hot coffee? I'm a hot coffee. 100 degrees outside, hot coffee. That's actually good for you. You know, it so, is. well, your body releases a chemical. You want to say Two feet deep. Just, <laughs> your body releases a chemical that cools that hot beverage. So it actually cools you off when you drink a hot beverage. Okay. Because it's got to get it. It's, it's regulating your body to a temperature. Soon you drink something cold, you will actually, although it'll feel refreshing in your mouth, yeah. it will make your body hotter because then your body has to heat up to bring that 
temperature up versus bringing the temperature down, which is why you see a lot of old people on hot days drinking coffee or tea outside cools them off. Watch your toes. I'm going to drop some knowledge today. What is this Pegasus Rainbow beer? Oh, this is Montucky. This is one of the first sponsors of the podcast, and they're now here at um, Dive Bar, uh, the wonderful people. So it's Pride Pride Month. What, what is this? Uh, first of all, it's an alicorn. I don't know if you know your My Little Ponies very no. well, but that's an alicorn. Well, you have a son. I have a daughter. I know all about this. I'm like, honey, what's this? She goes, Dad, get the beer with the alicorns. I'm like, this I, is... I've never... I don't know alicorns. Yeah, so they do. They give uh, 8% back um, to uh, local charities. It's the unofficial beer of Montana. They're big recyclers. It says, don't be a jerk. They've got 12-ounce, 16-ounce cans. Hey, Montucky, your first sponsor, you stopped paying me a while ago. We're still going to give you some love. And then they got just the old regular horse. It doesn't matter who you are. Just is, you know, just yeah. love and acceptance. Love and acceptance. It's not. It's not terrible. Uh, so when you when you travel, do you guys do uh, what's get massages? Do you do? Do you go out to eat a lot? Do yeah, you, what, we're definitely into the food, but like those extra stuff. Yeah. The massages, the spa, we don't do a lot of that. You don't do a lot of that. Uh uh-uh. uh No, I would say it's um, more about getting out, seeing where we are. Okay. Playing tourists a little bit if it's a new place, seeing friends if we've got any there, and mm-hmm. then food. Yeah, then I'm a food. big food, so it's like I plan off, off the off the map food. Like uh, I mean, well, you think you think about like Austin, the big right? spots, the hidden spots, the weird spots. I'm an adventurous eater. I'm gonna okay. get some crazy food. We did. Uh, I went to Thailand. <gasps> Highly recommend it. Your son would be a rock star in Thailand. You're gonna have to get used to people getting very close to your face and taking pictures of you and your son. With the blonde hair. The blonde hair. Yeah, they're like, "What the? What is this? It's crazy." But it's also kind of awesome, right? I think. Okay, we talked about traveling with a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that flight with my kid. Why not? It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's he's great. not. He's not. Mm-hmm. First class. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> remember how I love my job yeah <laughs> um, yeah no the longest that we've done with him I believe is five hours we're about to do it again to go to Boston uh-huh. um, it's too long it's about- that five hours is too long yeah I just did a road trip with my daughter from here to Montana not even believe this, but she's also very sweet I mean she has to be if she's going to do these things with you that, she loves it. That nope. She's like, Dad, are we doing another road trip next month? And I was like, Amazing. Dad's kind of tired after a twenty-eight hour drive. Like, listen, wow, that's incredible. And we did that. We took the long way. We drove out to Roswell and had alien pancakes, nice. and then went to Denver, spent the night in Denver, and then drove up to Montana, the most roundabout way to go over the Tetons, so we could see some animals. We could see snow, playing the snow. What an experience! For her. Experience. It's Very fun. cool. Oh, they did that. It was a lot of fun. She's a good traveler that way. Yeah. My wife, not. My wife's like, I will fly up to Montana, and um, yeah, I hope you guys make it. I'm headed for your life. Yeah. I'm not, not into the long road trips. No? No, we drive to Louisiana every year to visit my husband's family there. It's like six hours. Six hours? It's not terrible. It's enough. But six hours is about to max it out? Yeah. Son with you in the back? Yeah. Car seat? Mm-hmm. How much screen time do you give him on those road trips? All of it. Oh, yeah, whatever it takes. The whole thing. The whole thing. You need another movie, bud? <laughs> you haven't watched that one eight times yet? Let's put it on. Headphones, though, please, this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got those Bluetooth wireless. Oh, uh, it's perfect. Yeah. I would say, yeah, we do a lot of screen time, so go ahead and judge away, parents. But um, we are pretty good about going to a restaurant mm-hmm. and not just handing him 
I've had. Not that I judge that because there is no hunting that. But we do try to have him, like, at least try to entertain him if we're going out to eat. Like, can we color? Like, is there anything here to play with? Are we, can we run around at all while we're waiting for the food? Sure. Now, is your husband an adventurous eater? Yes. We both eat everything. So I was, when we were in Thailand, we would walk by this booth. That's kind of a booth. It's like a fair, right? It's, you know, the farmer's yeah. market, but yeah. it's Thailand. It's, it's not their farmer's market. It's their job. Like, they're like, we're just here on Saturdays, and we're eco-friendly. And they're like, listen, we every fucking day, this is how I make money. Yeah, so please. I drive a scooter with three kids and groceries, and I'm dodging cobras half the time. Please. You know, there's a lot of cobras in Thailand. There's a, I was I was in a parking lot with a scooter with my wife, and I hear someone. I hear someone. I know. Well, we're getting to this because what look at this. are we even watching? First of all, they're dancing. This is not a fight scene. This is the dancing part. You get the musical dancing right here. Cobras because they're fighting, like look at attacking. <laughs> well, they're in pastels they too. It's so they cute. They're in a spa. Right See now. how I'm always tying it together. They're in a spa. We brought up a spa. I was like, I don't like spas. And you don't like fighting. And no, I like it. a spa. Not <laughs> oh, that is just not an activity that we're gonna do. And my husband. Would. So we. Um, so I see this gal. She's got cages of guinea pigs. Oh, uh. Uh-uh. And then no, someone walks in no front of me. For me. And they do this. She points. Nope. She opens it up. No. Nope. Slices, nope. guts, skins, rolls in panko with some stuff still on them, right? Throws in the deep fryer, and it's like they're corn dog. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to say, I say <laughs> no to rodents and bugs. I've eaten crickets a number of times. That's not that big of a deal. Crickets but, are, are um, crickets, they got cricket flour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got everything. Not all that. The crackers. Um, but I'm going to say no to rodents. And You're going to say no to rodents? Most, most bugs and spiders and scorpions and stuff like that. Nice. Hey, Matt, could I grab a stash IPA from you, sir? Absolutely. Matt's here, by the way. You guys mentioned, I told you before, we're at Dive Bar. If you guys want to, 1703 North Guadalupe, get the Dickman special or um, support my friends at uh, the wonderful and often copied, never duplicated Independence Brewery. Very cool spot. It's a very cool spot. I really like it. They just open up special for you? Yes, Matt does a special for me. (laughs) He gets up early. He's normally at work at this time? Nope. (laughs) I like Matt's honesty. He's like, I'm like, no, actually, I'm not up this early. I I, I do this to hear this guy bump his gums for two hours. This is real special. Um, They've got the rose in a can. They've got a little bit. Oh, you do? Yeah. No, it's not. I live an airport lifestyle. I don't believe drinking it. Uh, you don't, I don't believe cutting off or turning on drinking. You just, you, hey, we want one, you have one. Yeah, I'll have the rosé in a can. Rosé in a can. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh you travel enough airport lifestyle. Now, do you guys, how do you get to the airport? So I like to get to the airport a couple hours early. I like to sit down, have a couple of cocktails with the kid. Oh, we play games. First of all, we pick out weird shit on people. I'm like, hey, what would you not wear? And she's like, that? I'm like, well, that's not point. It's just, mm, I do the eye thing. Teaching your child to be judgmental about people's clothing. Let's talk not, about this. Let's, let's, let's talk about this some more. First of, all, first of all, it's not being judgmental. I'm asking her what she would or wouldn't wear, so I know what to buy for her okay. as I do some clothes yeah, shopping good, for her. Good, good, good. Yeah. She likes no, the flippy it, shirts. I love it. Any way you can entertain them. You got um, to. And airport know. people are amazing. Because there are people oh, that come in still watching. dressed oh to the gosh. nines, and then there's people who come in straight up in pajamas. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of like level up from straight up in pajamas. And we like to arrive like 
an hour before, if that. Like as the gate, the doors are closing. Like, we like, pull up to our gate and they're boarding. I mean, yeah. we got TSA pre-check. Best thing in the world. This is a full-on commercial for TSA. No, it's not. <laughs> but really, best money I've ever spent in my life on TSA pre-check. Please tell me you have it. No, I. Have I do not understand people who travel often and don't have TSA. Fly at least check. once a month. And not uh, even once a month. If you fly <laughs> five once times a, a year, if. You need to have. Do you TSA. think I'm going to pass TSA pre check? Yes, I do, sir. They will take your money. Have you Googled me? <laughs> it's a, do not, I'm, not, I'm not passing TSA pre check. You're crazy. All right. I it's figured out how to have caller ID. My death threats made the front page of the New York Times. I'm not getting TSA pre check. They're like, we're going to TSA check check him. We're not going to pre check him. We're going to double check. We're going to double check this guy for sure. This asshole, get over here. Is that your kid? I feel bad for her. Listen, uh, she'll be over there having Oreos and milk. I often, I do believe the, the big missing component that TSA has is if they pull you off to the side and they and they have to check your bags, you should, and you clear and you don't get arrested and they're like, oh, sorry, I, I just flew to LA and did some podcasts there and they're like, oh, yeah, I brought this out. And you bring the microphones out. Like, oh, you got to bring the microphones out separate. You got to do a couple of things. I was like, oh, that's fine, whatever. But then I passed. I'm not a terrorizer. I don't have anything illegal in my bag. I should probably win something, like a drink coupon or some cookies. Or like, someone should sponsor, hey, you passed. And then, you know, you get a free treat. And then That would give them some points for sure. A, given points. B, who minds the pat down if you're if you're getting some treats? Right. And C, then you're walking through, and maybe you've got a special pin that said I passed or whatever. Like, a this, pin? I don't think that counts. Well, uh, maybe a sticker. <laughs> but then at least you're looking at people going, I'd be a terrorist. What? I mean, I, I got a TSA pat down. I passed. I got some cookies. I passed. I'm good. Guess who didn't pass? Right. You. You. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't get the opportunity. Well, I mean, make all your I mean, you go through TSA pre-check. You don't have to take stuff out. You don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take out your toiletries. You take out, I don't, I've never taken out toiletries. Well, Austin's pretty like black, but I've been to some other airports. If you don't have pre-check, oh, you gotta take those toiletries out. And flying international, that was a whole different game. I moved here recently and I'm used to not having to take out my liquids. They're kind of in this huge bag stuffed in my big bag. No, you, you are given like a tiny little clear Ziploc. They all must fit in there. You have to take them out every single flight. Really? Yeah. It's aggressive. It is aggressive. You know, it's, it's funny. It's like all the security in the world, and then you've got that second Austin airport, <laughs> the South Terminal. Oh, we just flew in and out of there. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> note to terrorists. <laughs> Don't worry about the big airports. Go to Long Beach. Go to Austin South Terminal. <laughs> this is the Wait, most they, lax. They had security. Did oh, they? Speaking of traveling with a child. Yeah. Book at a South Terminal because those... The kids love that boarding experience. You know, you have to go out on the tarmac. Oh, yeah, you can like, see, the plane, see the plane. Oh, that was highlight of his trip. <laughs> but you're also like, stay in the old lines. Stay in the old lines. Like, yeah, I want to go, I want to go. Mom, the plane, look, the plane. We're getting on the plane. Like, yep, yep, yep. Going up yeah. the stairs. And Although there's always, when you land down there, if you sit in the middle, there's always that middle asshole that goes, are they opening up the back too? Last time they opened up the back. You can get to front and back. We did that last time. It was so nice. It's so nice. But they but opened up the back and we're in the back of the plane. It's like, like, great, get, get on, we're right there. Get out first. Yeah. It's not terrible. No. Where's uh, Where's been your favorite place to go so far? So in the world. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we know, well, first real. of all, 
That's in the world as far as because we know that the planet's flat. Um, mm-hmm. So on the disc. On the disc. <laughs> um, well, Would I you have proof the Earth is round? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> right, I do not. You're not a scientist. You not. don't know. And I don't know that the scientists know. I don't even have two feet deep worth of knowledge on this subject. Um, I have, I am a lover of Paris, so there is that. Okay. Um, now, just I Paris or, or France? France, but like Paris is unlike any place in the world. It's have you just been? like a feeling when you're there and it's a place, nice, isn't it? It's so wonderful and it's just, it's an exciting city, but it's also just incredibly beautiful and the history and the food and the cafes and... Not one gym, because everyone walks everywhere. There's not one 24-hour fitness in Paris. Miles. There are cigarette smoking, cappuccino That's the loving. One downside. Worst one breath downside ever. Thinnest, most in shape people in the yeah. world. Yeah, the smoking like one day that got to learn. Like this kills people. I don't know. But they, they have it figured out when it comes to lifestyle as far as food, wine, walking, sitting, enjoying time with one another, not pulling out your phones. It is just lovely. We had and honestly also, one of the best hours of our life a couple of Waiting for a croissant? That. <laughs> because no one yes. works. There's no speed in Paris. There's, There's no a guy speed. sweeping and you'll no. sit down and he's like, True. hey. And I'm you're here. like, hi. Hey. He's like, Good. Um, yeah. I don't get paid per customer. There's none of this bullshit about I've got to meet a quota of sales. I don't have to worry about that. But I no. do like a clean floor. Sitting at the Eiffel Tower, it, I mean, it was just like such a cliche. Like sitting at the Eiffel Tower, the guy is selling overpriced things, sold me a bottle of rosé for like 25 euros. It probably cost him one euro. And we loved it. <laughs> I mean, like I'm sitting there sipping on my rosé in a plastic cup. It's beautiful. We got the Eiffel Tower right there. We're on the lawn. Oh. It's a great so, spot. Yeah, I, I am a lover of Paris, but my favorite place in the entire world that I have been to is Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. Have you been? I have been. I've been to both. I've been to Paris and Lake Tahoe. <laughs> um, I went to, uh, I spent a little more time at the Sac du Heart. The, 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 oh, Sacre Coeur? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> God bless you. Uh, and then I spent a little more time in Angoulême. Uh, Southwest France, uh, the Cognac country. The Roman or the the French built a wall to protect the Christians from the Romans, and so the whole town is kind of built on this wall. So you've got these five, six-story homes that are built into this wall. Oh wow! Uh, it was uh, epic. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun to to run around there, and I got a bartend there one night. What? Yeah, they That's were just. Cool. It was fun. We were we were teaching them how to light. Shots on fire, nice. and, and there at one point there was a French guy that's like, I'm tired of these American accents. And he was yeah. just like, Out. And I was like, I'm really sorry, but <laughs> making great cocktails over yeah. here if you'd like to try one. <laughs> I'll buy yeah. you one. It did help that our friends uh, that we were staying with, their dad was, um, I don't know what they call it, but over here, he's the mayor of Ongolem oh, okay. and the, the head doctor for the town. Nice. So that made life a little easier as far as getting around and not getting in trouble. I would love to go there. It's fantastic. I mean, waking up in the morning and having a shot of cognac in your coffee with a fresh croissant and, and fresh-made strawberry preserves. How else would you start your day? I mean, how, Brazil and, and France were the two countries where I ate more than I usually ever eat, and I lost weight. Oh, okay, yeah. Because you're uh-huh. just walking, going, it's walking, all organic. Walking, walking. You're walking, walking, yeah. walking. There's not, you're not sitting in traffic. There's not a lot of sitting. No. 
there's a lot of doing. So that's why I contrast Paris. There's so much doing. It's not very relaxing, at least when I've been. I mean, you can kind of sit and have a leisurely lunch or time at a cafe, but then you're going. You're going, going, going. You want to see things. You want to do things. Like Tahoe is sitting. It is so sitting. peaceful, so relaxing. It is just... And you're like, I'm in California. It's a magic... I'm in Nevada. That's right. Boop, boop, boop. Both. Stayed in both. Stay it's a both. magical, magical place. My friend runs a resort up there. What? Yeah, she's invited me to come up and hang out and do some stuff. Hook me up. I can hook you up. <laughs> it's easy. That's that's a slam dunk. So I mean, it's it, it, it is nice. We um when we were in uh we were in Paris, my buddy and I we we got invited to this private club. Or, so we go into this place, and then there's a key, and the, so the kid's got the key, and he unlocks his door, and we go downstairs, okay. and then he knocks on the door, and then there's a slide, and he passes them a card, and they give the card back, and we're in. Wow. <clears throat> I've never had like a VIP experience there. Well, that's pretty fun. And we're down there, and I didn't realize in Paris and in France, and maybe it's European culture in general, don't know, don't judge me, but a gal set her purse on the bar, and that's okay. bad luck. Okay. And the bartender ran over and took the purse and just, in a crowded bar, just threw it across the room and screamed at her in French. I said, jeez, Louise, can I just get a couple of mojitos or a beer or something? They care that much about it. They care that much about it. So we're in there, we're drinking, it's about four in the morning. We've got to get somewhere, we don't exactly know where. We know that my friend's place is at the base of the Sacred Heart Church, and so that's where we need to go. You say say to Montmartre, where the Moulin Rouge is. Yeah, so that's, we were close to there, and so we're, we're outside, and these cabs are driving by like four in the morning, and they're waving to us, and someone says, the cabs are off, you're gonna have to walk. Okay. I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound good. This guy comes down, zoom, he's in a scooter, he's an Asian man with a French accent, very thick French accent, he's got a buddy on the back, and he goes, where are you guys going? And we tell him, this guy goes, good, I'll give you a ride. And I'm like, well, I don't know if you're gonna give me a ride, but thank you very much. He goes, no, I'll give you a ride. I said, all right, sounds great. So we get on, the two of us, I get on, I've got the helmet on, my buddy's on the back, he goes, if the cops stop us, your friend just puts his feet down, and we just keep driving, and he just stands. I'm like, I don't know if that's how motion works, but let's try it. So the cops, of course, hmm, and he's like, get off! So I push my butt back, my buddy Ollie almost falls off in traffic, stands and kind of jogs the sidewalk, the cops drive around, he's like, get back on. We are going up that cobblestone road to the top of the Sacred Heart Church. Now it's like five in the morning. There's dew, it's slippery. Yeah. This car pulls out in front of it. This guy's like, fuck you! And he's kicking. I'm like, that's a car, we're a scooter. Like we don't, we get to the very top, we're home. We just have to walk down there. You don't want to break his heart, say the, 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 the apartment's at the bottom. We're at the top. And my dumb friend goes, dude, thank you so much. Can we buy you breakfast? He's like, I know a spot. So now we're driving down. Well, when you're driving down, so you drove up. No, we were driving down. We're driving down a different way, and there are these cul-de-sac kind of places, and they're yeah. just steps. Yeah. He's going. He goes. We're going to make it. It's a cul-de-sac and steps. So Ollie jumps off. I jump off. He hits the steps, turns sideways, no. rolls his no. scooter down, no. and lands at the bottom. And like we've just killed an Asian French man. We're going to jail. The blinkers is. He's laying down next to it, and he jumps and he goes, I'm okay! And we're like, holy okay. shit. We get in, we cruise down to this spot. My friend's name is Ali Akbarzeda, and he's Aryan. He's Iranian, but Aryan, he's from the Middle East. And so we go in there, and this is right after 9-11. We go in there, we're hanging out, and we're like, order whatever you want, get whatever you want. 
and uh, we go in and I order and Ollie's like, I've got this, and he hands him his credit card, and they're like, we don't serve terrorists here. Really? Yeah. And so it's a weird little cafe, and there's all these guys coming out, and this is right in the adult district of Paris. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And all red these, light district. The red light district. And all these yeah, guys are coming up. in the world. Still and they're, they're, there. And they're talking to us, and I'm like, hey, guys. It's like, and the guys are going to talk to them. And so he ends up buying us our breakfast. After he's given us a ride, we've offered oh, wow. to buy him breakfast. Okay. They don't serve terrorists. Right. So now, and then, and then I'm with the terrorists, yeah. so they're not serving me. And he's like, I'll buy. So now he buys us breakfast. I'm like, dude, do you ever come to America? Give me your email address. We are going to hang out. We are going to party. I'm going to take you out. He's like, I may have an internship at McDonald's. I'm like, it's not a real internship, but I like your stuff. Just give me your email address. So he folds up these paper, hands it to us. He goes, do you want to ride to the to your apartment? I'm like, no, we can walk from here. I think we'd like to, it's like six in the morning. We'll just see the place. It'll be fun. He hands me the email address. He's like, hey guys, he just bears off in his scooter. They're hosing out the porn district, right? So we are walking down the middle of the street, trying not to get wet from God knows what they're hosing out. Fine. I open up the piece of paper. I see his email address. I quickly fold it back up and I hand it to my friend Ollie and I go, hey, just want to let you know, um, that's yours to keep, you can email him. He goes, I'll email him. I'm like, go right ahead. He opens up the email address, looks at it, and he's like, I don't want to email him. I'm like, you're going to email him. He goes, I'm not emailing him. I go, you touched it last. No givebacks. His email address was cream of some young guy at yahoo.com. No. Yep, 100% honest. No. Yes. Sorry, guy, never emailed you. I hope your internship at McDonald's went fantastic. No. Yep. So we're walking, trying to get back to the Sacred Heart. We, we come to this, we see someone awake at this hotel. And I walk in, and there's this huge African American man. He's fucking monster. He's like six, seven, 300 pounds, solid muscle, like, bonjour. And he's like, what the fuck you want, man? I was like, huh? You speak English? I'm from Detroit. I was like, oh, thank God. We're trying to get, he goes, you're in the wrong neighborhood. And I was like, okay, how do I get to the right neighborhood? And he's like, you need to go down this street. You're going to go down seven blocks. You're going to turn right. You're going to go here. Are you taking notes? I'll remember. You're not going to remember. You're probably still drunk from this morning. I'm like, okay. So gives us directions. We make it back to the place at like 8.30 in the morning. It's been quite a walk and gotten lost a couple more times. This is quite the story. We get in everyone's like, holy shit, we've been searching for you guys. Where'd you go? I'm all, we got picked up on a scooter by a cream of some young guy, got dropped oh. off, thought we were terrorists, had breakfast, and met a guy from Detroit who gave us directions back here. We're going to get some rest now. See you guys about noon. Paris. Paris. Adventures. Paris. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I, it's hard I, to do I with a kid. Stories. It's hard to have those adventures with a kid. Well, we didn't take him there, please. Um, I don't have stories quite like that, but you can have a good time. Went there with my best friend in college. Yeah. Yeah. Stay up all night. You got to stay up all night. in the morning. So at some point, you got to stay up all night. Oh, yeah. Especially around bars, yes, you know, 100%. people dancing on the tables. Yeah, it's, it's a same thing happens here at that bar. You can dance. Well, there's some bolts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt's like, I mean, yeah. don't advertise like, it, but if someone did, <laughs> um, we actually did go to the Moulin Rouge. 
Rouge when I was in Paris. How was that? How was the real Moulin Rouge versus the movie? It's amazing. What's better, the movie? Well, the movie's phenomenal. It's my favorite movie in the world, and I'm about to go see the Broadway show in New York. I am so excited. I can't even tell you. I'm a total musical nerd. And I get to see it on stage. I've that, that's your favorite musical. Years for this. Well, it's my favorite movie, so we'll okay. see how the musical. What's your favorite it's musical? A, it's a musical movie. I know. So what's your favorite musical then? Well, listen. Get a, another musical movie is Sister Act with Ruby Goldberg. Is that one of your favorites? I actually love that. Movie. <laughs> it was maybe one of my first CDs I ever owned. I almost got. Um, I almost played for us Sister Act too. Oh but my god! I, <laughs> back in the I business. I would have been into that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Give me music and I am on board. Um, well, I'm a. I mean, I'm a, I'm a musical nerd. I mean, my favorites are are Hamilton and Les Mis. Okay. I'm like a musical, like so when not Hamilton a comedy. Was here? Like I, yeah, I saw. It. I'm into like, like give me a show, give me like drama, give me big songs, give me dance numbers. That's what I need in my life. So that and that is Hamilton. That is Hamilton. That's, that's Cats. That's Les Mis. That's, that's Thunder from Down Under. Nope. <laughs> like that. So, yeah, so I'm pretty pumped to see Moulin Rouge on Broadway. But yeah, the real Moulin Rouge, okay, it's fun because, you know, these are um, women who are not fully dressed. Okay? okay. So it was almost like a mix between. Is it burlesque, would you say? Bur- it's burlesque, but often like topless completely. Okay, so that's not burlesque. But that's what I'm saying, though. The, the actual style of the dance numbers and the music are very burlesque and very Vegasy. You know, big costumes, feathers, kind of cheesy. Uh-huh. But then it's just boobs. So it's like it's very interesting. This is like, is this sexy? Is this cheesy? It's a little of. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. What's so Austin is a topless city. Okay. Yeah. It is. I mean, you yeah, go down I've to them. them. You've seen them, and. Um, what is um, what is your take as a person who's traveled internationally, right? Okay. What's your take on our on our unique sensibilities of human bodies here in the U.S.? Oh, we're way too modest. It's so sad. <laughs> They're just boobs. They're just boobs. I mean, well, you know, well, the funny thing is, I don't is know. men and women have them. They're just different sizes oh, and different shapes. Yeah, they're not the same. Well, but, they, they, um, you know, we're like, it's it's ridiculous. Everything's over-sexualized here. And, and so yet under-sexualized. And under, so then it's under. Because showing boobs is such a big deal, then, like, you, you can't do it. I mean, you know, like, yeah. it's it's a very interesting culture here. But obviously, you know, you're free to show as much violence as we want, where you don't see as much of that in Europe. No, yeah, you don't see a lot of violence in Europe, you don't. More it's, sex, less violence. And well, you know, the world would be a better place. With more sex, less violence? Yeah. It's true. More people. Well, That's not a bad thing. Protection. Well, <laughs> like, dude, we've actually figured this part out, Jason. <laughs> I don't know how aware you are of these things. <laughs> Maybe you should have an executive for Planned Parenthood on <laughs> talk about protection. So, yeah. My two cents. My two cents. I like that. I like your two cents. So, in um, in the in the crazy world that you live in, and now the and I'll just call it peaceful. I mean, even though you, you know, it's peaceful, it's, right? It is. It is. Yeah. What um, you're 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 strategizing your next move. What you what you want to do mm-hmm. um, outside of HGTV and and, and and the dream scenario Straight that we've we've painted. 
What um, what do you? What am I doing? Yeah, what, yeah. What are you doing? I mean, I see you doing uh, some modeling gigs. Well, this, well, that, well, not so much modeling, but you know, I'm I'm playing the Instagram game a little bit. Okay. But I also am wanting to keep those skills that I had for so long, as far as on camera speaking, media knowledge. So. I'm doing a little bit of media training for companies okay. that can bring me in and we really talk about everything that you would need to know if you're going to try to be on local news or pitch to local news. Sure. Um, and then I'm doing some freelance on-camera work. So if companies need someone to speak on camera, almost like a spokesperson type deal for a video, promotional video, whatnot, mm -hmm. um, social media videos, doing that. Public speaking, I've emceed and moderated tons of things, so I'm very comfortable doing that, so I'm lining up some gigs doing that. Nice. Um, LaurenPetrowski.com for more. There you go. And we'll see and how Instagram is at, at Lauren Petrowski. Yeah, I know, it's a long last name, but just start typing in P-E-T and... It pops up. Folks, <laughs> she, she poo-pooed the famous comment uh, when, when, when announcing that she was coming Definitely on the show. Not. However, if you can just type in Lauren and then P and then it pops up, yeah. Did you have the blue check mark? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, the reason I have the blue check mark. <laughs> Please do tell, famous. It, it was something that my former employer demanded. Did for all their on-air staff. Got you the blue and check mark. And I was mark. just able to keep it. Well, there you go. So it's not like I'm some big person. Oh, you know, don't downplay. Don't downplay your influence while also playing your your. Your strengths. You got yeah. a good influence. Okay. There's a, uh, you know, I, I, I did a paid speaking gig once. They didn't pay me. Could have been that I brought a beer on stage. Well, I'm sure you did a great job. I did a lot of speaking gigs while I was employed that I was not paid for. Yeah, I just, yeah, I did a great job. Everyone liked it. We had a good time. But they just didn't like the alcohol consumption on stage. What What is the deal? In news media and public speaking and the lack of booze. I try to stay away from drinking if I am doing a public speaking gig. I may have a drink toward the end of the evening. Like if I know my duties are about wrapped up and okay. I only have to get up there one more time to thank everyone for coming or whatever it is, mm -hmm. then, you know, I'll, I'll say yes to the drink at that point. Or I may have one drink that I keep at the table and I'm just kind of like slowly sipping through the night. Okay. But I, I really want to be on. I want to be there. I want to remember what I'm saying. I remember what I'm saying most of the time. Well, have you thought about like just having the drink off to the side? Like no, just not I really, it on I really, stage? I, uh, you know, I probably could do that. This is, I look, don't. this is my own personal policy. No. I don't. So I, I don't think it's others. your personal. I think it's a general policy. I'm wondering uh, why. I would that say most events exists. I am offered a drink, and I usually just wait till we're the near, nearing the end. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, I mean, I've had people be like, "Hey, we'd love to have you come. We'd love to have you speak. We'd love to have you sit up and just talk and take questions and do Q and A and have fun." However, we can't have you have a, a cocktail up there with you. And I'm of the old of like, oh, well, and not that I am one. I don't want to assume that I'm one anyway. But like, there are plenty of people, mostly comics, of course, that go on stage with a cocktail and sit down. Yeah. Relax. It's just, it's just, I'm not having ten. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Fine. In my, in my humble opinion, 
But it, there, it's, it's once again, I think it's a weird thing. Yeah. Whereas I would, I would say internationally in general, though maybe not on stage, on stage, but there's also it's not alcohol consumption in a moderated format is not as frowned upon or you're not judged as a public person. Like I'm not a public person. You don't, no one sees my face. We're not streaming this on YouTube. Right? You just hear my voice. Mm-hmm. You're on camera. You're, you're, you're at a different level of having to be on even when you're not on camera and you're walking around town and people are like, oh, so it's over there. They're just, shh, don't, just don't stare. But quick picture, all right, we're good. Right, I mean, that happens. I love my first one of my first guests was Brian Mays. Okay, like and there was nothing nothing funnier than Brian and I in a bar doing this podcast. And he goes, and I, I and I say this quite a bit. I don't think he for a moment he forgot the mic was on. He's like, please grab another this beer. Is, this is what happens when you're on radio. I used to do a little radio. You mentioned Bobby Bones earlier. We're yeah. friends and. You know, a while ago when he did a show out of Austin, occasionally I would go on that show. And I you almost forget because you are just sitting around talking. Yeah. And then I had to remind myself, oh, wait, but you're also employed by someone else. And you need to think about what you're saying. And, yeah. It's so a I weird thing. So I see how thing. you almost just forget when you're just kind of talking. Yeah. And Brian, I mean, Brian was first. He was like, oh, he's grabbing another beer. And I was like, yeah, of course I'm grabbing another beer. He's like, oh, what? Well, well, but also, I mean, he had to catch himself. He and uh, Erica Lopez, who used to do the weather when they moved down to Houston, yeah. she was on, and I asked her a question, and she was just like, "I got to be careful how I answer this." And I was like, "What? It's, it's a podcast." Oh, I wouldn't have been able to do this if I was still employed. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to get special approval to go on the Bobby Mountain Show, and that was kind of like a deal we had with the station, and it was kind of like cost promotion in a way. But I had to get special permission. Wow. Yeah. Any form of media we had to get approval for. So that is, it is one, one nice thing now that I can kind of like get back to owning myself and choosing sure. whatever I wanted to. And I never thought about that because I have. They have to protect themselves. Yeah. You know, it's like. Because you're a sports guy, Dennis De La Pena. Yeah. He politely. He has de- a special. He has, yeah. he, had, he, played, he had to politely decline. Yeah. He has a and special I, deal with 101X where he can go yeah. on and he can talk about sports and it's great cross promotion for the yeah. station. But it's interesting. Yeah. And I and see, and I, I honestly, I, I don't think about those things. I think more about the idea or the fun part of. Yeah. It is one downside when you work for a large corporation. Yeah. Is that they really do. I mean, you're, you're, you have to abide by their rules and what's set in your contract mm-hmm. and you know their, their ultimate goal is to protect themselves from anything sure so. what um in this in this crazy new world where you know I, I talk I've talked to some people about this you know they've video killed the radio star well that's not true there's no more videos in MTV and radio is still radio so mm-hmm. you're wrong um people still you know, I, I knew someone at Chiquita Banana and they would do uh, specials on the Today Show beginning of summer. This is what you can do with banana recipes for the summer. Sales wouldn't move. And they'd go to their top 10 markets that are best Chiquita banana sales and their top their, their 10 worst markets and go on local yeah. and do those. And they'd watch things just go up 2,000% in sales because of the power of local media. Yeah. Did you feel a pressure when you were there, the, of, of, and I joked about it just a minute ago, but of, of people seeing you and, and you having to be on when you were out in public? Oh, yeah. Definitely. 
I had like, to watch yeah. myself when I went out in Austin. I mean, you've got to think about I'm not tipping. Some crazy partier, but yes, you have to think about tipping. You have to think about being rude to anyone. You have mm-hmm. to think about if you know you are getting really bad service somewhere, or someone treats you in a way that upsets you. You have sure. to be careful how you're going to react and how you're going to respond, because what if they do recognize you? Um, for sure. Yeah. And, and you're on for like. But it also is like a very good lesson and just like treating people well. Yeah. And just being a good person to people. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it is the. I think there could be a balance built, but it is the difference between the online, my, my profile is blocked, but I get to give shitty comments about whatever I yeah. want to, versus my profile is not blocked. In fact, I'm on your television set every, every morning, Monday through Friday, and probably doing special events sometimes at nights and on the weekends and everything else. I have to be super nice. And, you know, I guess I would always flip the script and go, we should probably just always assume that everyone knows who we are. We should just be super nice. I think so. You know, and maybe most of the time no one knew who I was. But I think it's fair to say just be nice to people. If someone's not treating you well, come back with kindness. Mm -hmm. You don't know what happened in their day. Jason Dick, are you listening? No, I'm kidding. He's he's the best. He is. He is, uh, you know, um, as as much as we've gone out and drank and and had good times, I, I will say, and I think that's the other spectrum, right? Like he goes out and parties. And yeah. some of that's his persona. Yeah. But some of that is also just Jason. Like he just didn't right. give that part of himself up. Yeah. But I think for him, you know, being on the radio, like you said, that's part of his persona on the radio. And obviously that's not really affecting his job. He's not, you know, a news person that needs to have a lot of credibility where you're talking about serious issues. So I think it's totally fine to yeah. go out and have fun in that case. As Jason told you our story last year. Um, I love Jason. <laughs> During South by. Sure. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, please. Now go. Uh, I feel like that's when I get to see Jason and Deb the most because I love being out and about and I'll see them at places. I decided to go by myself because no one would go with me to go see Dashboard Confessional play a live show. Do you know Dash, Dashpon? I mean, I know who they are. I don't, I don't listen. Oh, boy. You're missing out. Huey Lewis in the You're news. You're missing out on some feels. Huey Lewis in the news. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay? Okay. So I show up there by I mean, You no. went by yourself, so I don't know how much I'm missing out on when you couldn't <laughs> find a friend that. to join you. So when you say you're missing out, I'm just so nostalgic for me. I love them. So I went to the show by myself, ran into Jason, and I was like, dude. Who was there by himself? I, he may have been with some friends. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm by myself here, so I'm just going to hang out with you. And we were singing the songs just having such a great time. And I was like, this is such a moment for me where I'm here at a show by myself and I'm seeing this band that I loved and I know someone here and he loves the songs too and we don't care what people think and we're just singing them. That's the dick man. That's the beauty of the dick man. Yeah. I wish I would have known. So we, um, you know, I bring musical acts in almost every South by and I do oh. private pop-up shows. Oh. So I brought in Ludacris some years ago, um, did a pop-up show at Kung Fu. No one knew yeah. he was showing up. Just fun. Uh, this year, brought in Craig Wayne Boyd, winner of The Voice. Nice. We did some random shows, yeah. had some fun. Callie Tucker, Tanya. Craig Tuckers. Wayne Boyd came on Good Day Austin. Uh, not while he was here, not with me. Okay. Nope, I couldn't. I couldn't get him. Um, All right, couldn't get him on. But uh, we did do. Um, we uh, he um, he came in. Callie Tucker came in. Uh, Tanya Tucker's niece. Uh, did some songs. Um, Kosha Dills, my buddy. 
came in. We had some other people. So bring them in, going to bars, going to private venues, and everyone's just hanging out. And all of a sudden, you've got this songbird. You got Craig, who's got a very unique voice. Kosha, who's got a very unique style in what he does, performing and doing these pop-up shows, and then hang out, do some other songs, and then and then bring up. I bring local musical artists in, and they do collabs. So we did uh, Sweet Home Alabama with Kosha rapping in the middle of it, Callie singing the hook, and then my other buddy uh, singing the song. Nice. It's a lot of fun. Do you want to hear a funny story about a missed opportunity for a Please. pop-up during South by? Oh, it's going to break my heart. Yes. It, yeah, it kills me every day. So I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. Well, Hold we're going to set that right over here. No, listen, I don't judge just... I, I will never judge Justin Bieber or his music. You cannot give a 18-year-old kid $200 million and be like, just be normal, bro. Yeah. You can't. Well, he has a lot of talent in him. Even sure. if you don't like his music, uh, we won't go off on that right now. No, it's not a bit. Not, I'm just going to tell you the story. Sure. Huge Justin Bieber fan. Huge. I've seen him in concert. He put on a great show. I've been a big fan for a while. Okay. okay. So I go to this pop-up party a few years ago during South by. Uh-huh. And it's his manager, Scooter Braun, that put on the party. Scooter? Yeah. First of all, let's get you a new name. So okay. his name's Scott, but anyway. thank you, Matt. Really so it. he had, I mean, this before she was super huge, but like Ariana Grande was there. Oh wow. So I'm at the party. But keep in mind I work a schedule where I have to wake up at 2:30. Okay. Sounds so like you're making excuses I'm already. at the party. I meet Scooter. We take a pic. To talk about that name but again. I didn't tell him that I am a huge Justin Bieber fan. I okay. just said, hey, nice to meet you. We took a pic. I kind of told him what I do. Enjoying the party. Thanks for throwing this little get together. Okay. And he's like, hey, you staying all night? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to stay as long as I can. Did you stay all night? No, I didn't stay all night. I left because I had to wake up at 2.30 in the morning. What and time did I you leave? Up, I don't know, like 9. And when I wake up at 2.30 in the morning, what do you think is the first thing I see on my phone? Justin Bieber. At the party. At the party. Playing music. Shirtless. Could have been five feet away from me. Could have been. Should have been. I thought it was a joke. And it wasn't? Now I live with this every day. I have a dream that I want to do, and I will, I will put this dream out there because I, I, there's parts of me that just don't care because I've been trying to do this for now four years, yeah. and I can't, maybe with uh, maybe Bobby Bones will do this for me. Okay. Bobby, Lauren's going to text you after this show. No, so there's, there's a thing that I really want to do, and I want to do it only here in Austin because I believe it can happen here in Austin, and I think it would be fun. You start here at Dodge Bar, and you've got a beautiful patio in the back, right? You've got, you've got enough room where you can get busy, but enough space still to move. Four comics that are friends, you bring them in on different flights, but you don't let them know that their other friends are here. You have someone come in, I just want a 20 minute set from you. Mm -hmm. I need you to walk these people like a Pied Piper somewhere. Then when you walk them like a Pied Piper somewhere, you read an envelope and then you're done. If there's someone, it's, it's got an official shirt on, blue. There's someone at the door, folks. So anyway, so they, so let's say Bert Kreischer does the first set. Then he walks the, the, the 150 people down like a Pied Piper. And then in walking them down, he opens it up and he goes, all right, I'm going to read this note now. He walks them to another bar, and that place says, oh, and now introducing 
Tom Segura, his best friend. So now, now Bert is off. He doesn't have to do anymore. But Bert's going to stay, of course, because now his best friend's there. People are tweeting, texting, doing whatever. Bert Kreischer's in town. Holy shit. Hop-up show. I can't believe this is happening. And then you go from Bert Kreischer's in town. Holy shit. That's Bert and Tom. And your mom's house podcast, a, a top 50 podcast on iTunes. And then Bert and Tom go, well, what are you doing? Dude, I had to do a 20-minute set. I've got to walk down here and i got to introduce. That's what I did. That's why I met you. Who could be next? Open it up. Brian Callen. Brian Callen is like, holy shit, you guys, what are you doing? We're all friends. I can't believe this is happening. And then close it out with Rogan. And then go to a private dinner by Chef Drew. Come on, Chef Drew. He's already agreed to this. Chef Drew's like, oh, these guys. Chef Drew. Yeah. Drew. Drew. Yeah. Drew Drew. 24. Irene's. Everything. I'm supposed to have a meeting with him today. Do you? <laughs> Tell him hi for me. Love Chef Drew. This is so funny. I'm like, Drew. Jeff Burger and like the, the chef here. Yeah, Burger. I get invited to their openings. He's like, man, Jason on the list. <laughs> I show up, he's like, we got cocktails. I'm like, of course this you do. This is so funny. Yeah, so Chef Drew's the jam. I'll bring so, it up with him today. I, so, I, you know, so then that happens. You have the private dinner. You sit down. The sponsor, you, know, you can really only have one. And the reason I say you can only have one is because then that head person, that figurehead, whoever that is, comes in, a couple other people, and you just sit down. You have dinner with them. There's no sales pitch, there's no talk, but the point is you grab those four people that constitute over 300 million downloads a month when it's all said and done. 300 million. Yeah. I mean, Joe does 150. This so, is a great idea. Why don't you make this happen? Because I can't, there's not a sponsor who will trust the concept of... It's a lot of work. It's a, well, it's not, it's not so much a lot of work as it is... They are an open dialogue. The, the same restrictions you had when you were at Fox are the same restrictions that marketing people have in going, we're going to let four comics that we can't tape their content go willy-nilly and have fun in Austin, Texas and drink and do whatever and eat dinner and talk and then hopefully carry this conversation over into their podcasts that they talk about. Oh shit, I had an amazing time in Austin. This, this and this happened. You know. T-Mobile set it up or this person set it up or whatever, they're so scared of what the content of the show yeah. is going to be that, that they're that they're going to be mentioned with, yeah. that they run away from it. Yeah. And my thing is, is I always look at it, because I look at it differently, right? I'm like, it's not. I wish it was about that. Like, if it was about that, that would be great. But it's not. In my mind, it's about the experience. Right. Like, I and, I, and I'd like, I'm bringing this all up so you can shine some light on this because I don't know. Where do we shift in the world from appearance to experience? Because appearance doesn't get you anywhere we except for a snapshot. It's not going to happen in today's world. But experience is, if you ask any marketer, any person out there, it's like, what's your number one, what, what's the number one way to get something done? Word of mouth and experience. I know. What do you spend money on? But PPC and other things. The way the world is today. <laughs> Look at you. You're like it's like I'm your kid now on the plane. You're like you can't listen, run up and down the aisles. Listen, <laughs> listen, Jason. listen, little Jason. The oh, way the world is like today. Twenty years older than you. You have to think about appearance, how things are going to look, the things that you say, being politically correct and not offending anyone. Yeah. Comics can get away with it, but not if you've got a major sponsor behind it that could have some negativity cast on them if something was to come out of it. 
Bert gets drunk a lot. So <laughs> and Tom Segura literally said, build that wall as long as it's around Louisiana because we don't need that gumbo. <laughs> I don't need your fish fry. I don't need your gator soup. <laughs> See, so yeah, so, and that's where it always dies. I mean, I was on the phone with the CMO of T-Mobile, and he's like, I love it, I love it, I love it. Uh, no, we no. can't do that. Uh-uh. And it's not expensive. That's the crazy thing. In, in the grand scheme of things of budgets, $250,000 to $275,000 to make it all happen, that's security, everything, is not expensive. It's not. Especially for the, the downloads and eyeballs you would get, right? I mean, if you could, if you, if an ad, if you went to an advertiser at Fox and said, huh? About 300 million eyeballs or ears in this case, right? Would you like that? They'd be like, yeah. Oh, sorry, I don't know what they're gonna say. No. <laughs> Great idea, but uncontrolled. But I like uncontrolled chaos. Well, maybe one day you can convince one of these. I gotta find a cannabis sponsor. To just make it just do it. Just do it for free. Mm-hmm. Sam. Sam does the comedy dojo. We've talked about it. And he's like, I need at least 175 thousand dollars. Like, well, I at least need to win the lotto then. But if I ever won the lotto, my wife would be pissed because 200 grand would be gone in a second because that's the one thing I would do. Why don't you have them all end up at like Cap City Comedy Club? No, it's too far away. I want to do bars. I want to do experiences that are intimate. I don't want to charge anyone. I, I want the idea of, I love the idea of, of doing it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, telling Matt, fill this place up and you just, you just know why. And then people seeing on their phones like you did. Yeah. Your Bieber story brought it up, right? You missed out. But you missed out. You missed out to such a great degree that it still rings true. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. How cool would it be to have 90% of the city wake up on a Thursday and go, you missed out on a free show of Joe Rogan in front of 150 people. They'd lose their fucking minds. Oh, and then he ate dinner here and Voodoo Donuts did this and this and this and it's done. Yeah. It's fun. The, those are the things that I live for. The, 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 the South by Southwest experiences are only great if everyone else missed out on it. And not because they cost money and not because you had a flashy badge to get in somewhere. Because I don't do the badges. I don't, I don't do, and I know South by gets mad at me for saying this. I don't, I don't, none of the events that I do are South by official at all. They happen during South by for a reason. Because I want people to miss out. Yeah. I need to talk about it later. Because it's fun. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. Nothing better. Than shit! <laughs> right? I mean, that one time when I got a call from Chad. Do you remember Chad? Um, he was part of the Elm Group. Long, straggly, blonde hair, beard. Ask Drew about him. Chad's the best. But Chad had texted me and goes, Hey, uh, can you meet me at Hotel St. Cecilia? And I was like, No. My kid is just born. She's a year old. I'm like, I'm hanging out with the kid. He goes, Dude, please come down here. Like, dude, I, I can't. Like, even tell me it was like Dave Ball It was. Foo Fighters did their, um, he sat in with the Foo Fighters when they did their Hotel St. Yeah. Cecilia. That Chad was there. I got invited. I missed out. You missed out big. <laughs> <laughs> I missed out big. But also, but then I, I brought in. Beaver fan, but also a Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters <laughs> are. And I'm, and I'm not a Foo Fighters fan, but I thought that would be fun to do. Uh, I brought in the Bravery and. Uh, and uh, another artist, John Popper, into Dirty Bills one time, and we sang Eddie Rabbit hits and drank whiskey. You know, and you can't get. It's a fun memory. 
those are fun things to do that you just can't. But it's also it's something you can't do in LA. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, can you uh, bring this to LA? We'd really like it if we did it in LA. I'm like, I'm not doing this shit in LA. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a wonderful, and, and I'm going to throw this back to you because there's a wonderful thing about Austin. And I can't put my finger quite on it. It's not walkable, but it's walkable. Mm-hmm. It's livable, but it's super oppressively hot. And it can get really, not really cold. I'm from Montana. It gets cool here. But, there's a uniqueness about this city where whether you're up here in North Guadalupe or you're down on West 6th or you're in the south side of the city, everything's very easily accessible. Mm-hmm. But there's a pulse here that's different than a Los Angeles, than even a Newport Beach, than a Seattle. Or yeah. it's, it's close to Portland. It's close to a Des Moines as far as the community of bars goes, the community of people goes. But what do you think it is that makes this city a place to where big artists come because it's not that it's not the volume of people I mean, no. there's bigger venues to perform and play at I think it's just the uniqueness and ability to always be who you are and be yourself and have that kind of be cool like no matter who you are you can be that here in Austin but then you're also in a really great city that does offer things that maybe a bigger city offers so it does kind of have that bigger city feel in a way but also keeping it smaller mm-hmm. and then just the freedom to do and like think about the events that we have here so many random you know specialized events sure you can do whatever you want yeah we're gonna have a festival for this this week well they said a te- festival Maybe. for like tv show premieres or whatever oh, yeah right the, they just happened like two- tv fest yeah i was like what the hell is this like a, a couple awesome girls who were like there's all these shows out there that we want to celebrate Let's put this together. What are you watching now? So what, are, what are your TV shows? Speaking of that, what are your TV shows? I am a, I'm like a drama, like, like a lot of friends frown down on me because it's like, Talk I don't me. even know what Channel Bravo is. Sure. Like, but I, what do you like to I, watch? I am like a are you handmaid's handmaid's tale? Tale. season three, full effect. Oh my God. I am every drama. I mean, we watch Yellowstone. You know the show? Uh, oh, I hope so being hello. from Montana. No. Kevin Costner, oh, one of my people. Amazing that show. Oh, uh, I I am into the Wild dramas. Bill? Like I loved Homeland. What is Wild Bill? It's a BBC. It's got Rob Lowe in it. Oh, no. He is a, is it a Cle- drama. Or a comedy? It's a drama. Okay. He is a Not Cleveland um, police chief that got put into one of the worst crime-ridden areas of, of England, and he's there fixing it. Okay. It's watch. very good. I mean, Downton Abbey was my favorite show of all time. Breaking Bad, favorite show. Breaking of all Bad. Time. They're going to come out with a movie. And Downton Abbey. Yeah, there we go. So, I'm going to miss the Downton Abbey movie. Um, <laughs> it's that the period it's things can sometimes kind of... I do love a period piece. They, love they, the crown. They can kind of get me. Yeah. Uh, so, lots of drama. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies, good. Uh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm into the, I'm into the drama. Don't lot, give me, so don't give me ne- a comedy. No, but a lot of Netflix then. There's a lot I of Netflix. I want to cry, I want to feel. I want to feel. Oh, Netflix, yeah. I mean, so Netflix is, Netflix does, Netflix and, and Amazon do the dramas really, well, really well. Well, Handmaid's Tale's on Hulu. Yeah, it's true. They, but they do good with that one. Speaking of Hulu, I, okay, here yeah. is a semi-comedy that we watch and I like. Speaking, speaking of Hulu, in case you want to sponsor my Instagram post, I'm just saying, <laughs> Hulu, if you want to get after it, get Rami, after it. Rami, have you watched? What? I'm Rami? Sorry? No. Good stuff. Check it out. Rami? Mm-hmm. R-O-M-I? R-A-M-Y. Rami. I'm going to call it Rami. 
No, it is. It it's wrong, almost folks. like I feel like non regional Did you watch diction. Master of None? No. Oh, good. Well, I don't like Aziz Ansari. Okay, we won't go into that. Look, yeah, it's not, Rami, it's not him personally. Rami I don't like has some similarities because okay. it's like the main character and he's Muslim. So it's all about his life kind of as a 20 something year old, like Muslim what, like kid. That. And it's like his parents and his sister and his life. And okay. It's good. It's you know, good. What, he, what he experiences with trying to be true to his religion and then living in America. And oh, are you, are you a religious person? No. <laughs> you look at it. No. I did go to. I did kind of grow up a little bit religious. Went what what to, kind? What kind of kind of religious? Oh, I'm physical. Does that count? I don't know. Physical. So it doesn't Catholic, count. Catholic light. Oh, Catholic light. Yeah. So oh, I it's like the white claw of Catholic. Went to Episcopal. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I was gonna. I was figuring out a way to bring it in, man. I brought it in. <laughs> brought in some white claw. White claw? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, Grew up going to an Episcopal school, private Catholic all-girls high school. A lot of fights. So, a lot of, lots of girl fights. So, lots of girl fights. But also closeness. Like, still best friends with all my friends from high school. Better wow. than any friends I've made since. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, my, um, there's parts of my family that are Catholic. My, I grew up a little right at the Sheriff of Nottingham, uh, evangelical, speak in tongues, bang the tambourine. Dang. Just missing the snakes. Okay. <laughs> kind of crazy Not religion. Catholic light. <laughs> Not Catholic light. <laughs> more like more like Pentecostal grape juice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we didn't drink the grape juice, but we threatened it a lot. We're yeah. like, hey, everybody, what if we did? And they're like, woo! And I'm like, no. Yeah. You know, raise your hands and do the stuff and speak in tongues and all yeah. that stuff. So it was, it's, it's always it's always interesting for me to talk to other people about <clears throat> religion because like I, I still have a, I check it on Facebook I go to church every Sunday okay. I love the idea of it oh, I, I love have, the concept I, I have nothing against being religious we just at this point in our lives I don't I mean like so as, as an example the, the pastor was talking about Acts and the the, the, the the spring of Christianity he's like this is where it sprang forth and I said, so when was Acts written? And he goes, right about 80 AD, 81 AD. I'm like, you know what happened in 79 AD? Do tell. I said, well, one of the most sinful for, you know, Christian people, one of the most sinful cities in the world was Pompeii. Well, it was right there. The city right there by, by the Mount Vesuvius was a sex-driven capitalistic, just aggressive society. And the Romans had the best road system and communication systems in the world. And they had Jewish slaves that were Christian converts that were sex slaves and bakery people and cooking and doing all of their work for them there. And every one of them said, saw this before, Sodom and Gomorrah, God's going to take you. And in 79 AD, what happens? Mount Vesuvius goes, pop goes Louise, and Louise goes, pop. And destroys the city. Now, what do you think has a greater impact when you're, when you're perpetuating a new religion? Is it A, 10 people praying in a room according to the book of Acts, and that the Holy Ghost comes down, they speak in tongues, and then therefore the religion takes off? Or B, a sinful, in, in, in those people's eyes, city is there, and a volcano blows... And they're like, shit, these people are serious. 
damn, we got to watch your P's and Q's around the Christian. That God is angry. Which one perpetuates are you religion? Preaching or are you asking me a question? I'm asking you a question. Because I, I wonder, because I, I said to him, I said, you didn't even bring up Mount Vesuvius. You didn't bring up Pompeii. You didn't bring up the idea of natural disaster moving things forward to perpetuate things that are in our minds. Blows my mind. Okay. Yeah, what do you think? Maybe you need to guest preach. No, I do not need to guest preach. I'm not a good well, preacher. The grape juice. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what's Jason have in his hand? Is that grape juice? It's not a coffee. Oh, it's a beer. Hmm. Jesus turned water into wine, didn't turn it into beer, son. You put that down right now. That's what the Lord would say to you. Put it down. This is the tangents. This is why I have a hard time having a real job. Anything else? Because my brain just... So many things. It's broken. So many things. Two happening. feet deep of water. Two feet deep. <laughs> anything. So many, so many subjects. Anything. Yeah. Give me a subject. Come on, let's, let's play the game. Give me a subject. Um, as Chris Tucker is pretending to walk like an Egyptian and do Egyptian karate. Mm -hmm. Let's play a game here. We've never done this before. Topics for Jason. Um... Dance moves. Dance moves is interesting because it's a cultural thing, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and you see some of this as uh, let's look back and go. Let's let's go from the 30s to present, right? Okay. So dance moves 30s to present. You look at the intermingling of jazz and of blues and of white people coming in and and actually learning how to kind of shake their hips mm -hmm. a little bit, and then you get into rock and roll, which is mm -hmm. which is the is the beautiful bastard child of blues mm -hmm. that, that that no one no one no one really relegates back to the blues except oh. for probably the Foo Fighters or the Rolling Stones. You get you get a movement that comes through for dance moves, and then all of a sudden you've got Chuck Berry making people move. You've got you've got a, a feeling of um, forgive me, white people, and I'm one of them. That you think you're moving right, and you're probably not, but you've got this feeling, and you got some good white dancers, but generally speaking, not so many. But the dance moves that move, move with music. And music bridges back to where I don't think, you know, I don't think it gives enough respect to is that there are cultures that are older than us that are, and by us, I mean just kind of this white blase culture, right? I mean, whether it's Indian, whether, whether, whether it's African American, that, that have music imbibed in their so soul. Much more so much more a part of them and we have been fortunate enough as a globe to adopt this so as these dance moves move forward what we see is is is, is we see an iteration of people being and, and, and going after and adopting something mm -hmm. and then finding out well, shit this comes from this and from this and then if I bring these two things together because they spawned this music I can do this and dance this <gasps> And this is where the beauty of where I think the show's on Fox, right? I think you can dance. Or I think I can dance. That you get this interpretive, beautiful dance, and whether it's ballet or whether it's hip-hop or whatever it is, that's now coming full circle. And now we're really breathing into adopting the, the, the Indian culture with Bollywood and dance and everything that happens there. And, 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 and Understanding the roots of where dance comes from is accelerating where dance is today. Yeah. Next. Okay. 
Okay, wow. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> oh, please do. Sorry. That I have a three-year-old. And Does I he like love, to dance? Yes. I love and, it. But what, I, what makes me sad is I know that's not going to continue forever. Where he Why don't you feels think it's free. Because Why do you say that? Because he's so like sweet and innocent right now. Where you turn on music and he just feels it. And he just dances however he wants and he looks so silly. But I love it. And I know once he gets older, he's going to know people are watching and he's going to get shy and he's not going to dance that way anymore and he's going to be too cool and like, you know? Do you think so? I do. See, I don't think so. And I'm like, just feel it, bud. Just like keep going with it. I love you, when you dance and you have awesome dance moves. Do you not think if you put that in him, I'm that, that support? I'll try. But you know, it's the other kids, man. Kids are, hmm. My, my kid, well, my kid, she came up to me and she's like, I want to do the talent show. Like you want a talent show? I mean, there was a there was a class sing along. You didn't even want to be on stage with all the kindergartners. She goes, "I'm gonna do the talent show." Back. I'm like, "All right, the talent show. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I'm gonna play the piano." Uh, Harper, you've never had piano lessons. So, well, Dad, I've got a piano. She's got one of those little Snoopy pianos. Look, like, Harper, you've never done. She goes, "Dad, I'm gonna do the piano." It's like, okay, um, well, once again, like, we don't, like, you, you, you've never done this, so I'm a little concerned. She goes, Dad, it's going to be fine. I really, I've got a feeling. I know the piano. I know the piano world. I'm good. Okay. Whatever you think. So I call the teacher, the music teacher, and go, hey, Harper wants to the talent show. She wants to use your piano to play piano. And so the teacher tells her, hey, I'm sorry, my piano's broken. She comes home. She's crying. Piano's broken, I can't do the talent show. So why don't we try something different? Perhaps you could sing a song. She goes, well, what song? And I'm like, well, I don't know, why don't we try like Baby Shark? She goes, great. So have you sang Baby Shark before? She goes, Dad, I sing it all the time. So I put on the, just the music and she sings the words. She knows all the words. And I said, have you ever been in front of a microphone? She goes, no. So I hook up the podcast, put all this stuff together so she can see her voice move and everything else. I'm like, now sing. She goes, is it on? I'm like, tap it. She kind of taps it. She goes, it's on. She does her thing. She gets up in front of her class. And the music comes on. You know, there's the sound guy. He's got his earphones on. She slaps the shit on that microphone. Yeah. About breaks his fucking eardrums. He's like, ah! And she's like, baby, shark, do, 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 do. And every kid Amazing. knew it. Yeah. And so they were singing with her and doing the hand motions. And then she was just emboldened. I love it. And the next, she's like, is there a talent show next week? I'm like, honey, this is the end of school. Like, this is, there's no yeah, more you school. Need to put her in Zach Scott camp or <laughs> It is something where she's like, yeah. I just want to perform more. Yeah. I'm like, well, of course you do. There's nothing feels better than performing and doing this. She goes, yeah, but dad, and seriously, this was, I, it, when's the next talent show? Yeah. And I, I bring that up because with your son, right? It's like, hey, man. Just, I know. I, I want to foster whatever he is into. Yeah, you have to, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of have to just because, but also not because they're going to do it, but because as they get older and they, want, they, and they want to do it. They right? have to know they have the support and yep. they can explore things. They can do it. And, and I think maybe this is our kids' generation is that generation of instead of the generation of, well, I mean, like, I did speech and debate because I fell into it. And my dad's like, eh, you know, wish you'd play football. Yeah, you're, you're a size seven, very athletic, got great hips. 
should play football. <laughs> but you know, you wonder, you're like, is this that is this that breakthrough generation, not of accepting shit and everyone gets a trophy, but instead accepting of who you are and this dream of instead of labeling people and putting people in categories is instead of like, no, it's like who you are. Oh no, I don't need a label on you. I need you. I want you as a person. That's all I want. Right. Like I think now it's they're, they're, we're, in, we're kind of a label phase. Yeah. Well, what are you? It's where just do like you how fit? How people work? They have to have labels. Yeah. But it, wouldn't it just be an amazing world if we could just accept everyone for who they are and exactly. support them for what they are and what they want to do? And yeah, and just be like anyone as long as you're not hurting other people. Yeah, and also just the the idea of finding that next great expression, right? I mean, Shakespeare did it, Mozart did it, but they didn't do it just them and they're by themselves, right? They did it, and then they did it on a level to where it was, it inspired so many other people. And whether our kids do it or whether our kids are inspired, I believe that if there's more parents, and I see more parents, Bobby and his girls, right? I see more parents that are like this. That are that are sitting in that world. They're like, oh, we've got this. Anyways, that's mm-hmm. it. You know, my ten cents on parents. Yeah, I love it. My ten cents on on kids and having fun. Mm-hmm. So listen, I mean, we we barely touched on the movie, but there was some dancing, there was some singing, there was some fun. There's Chris Tucker. I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. There's Jackie Chan. It was it was a cheap throw to Hong Kong. They came right back to L.A. to to solve the crime. I love two things about this movie. Okay. One, Chris Tucker says it best, and my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts, The Dollop, always says it. You know, if a rich white guy shows up, watch out. There's probably some problems spread behind them. And of course, he was the the, the main person at the Red Dragon Casino. But also, um, there was this idea of travel and, and understanding cultures and everything else. And so, mm-hmm. let's close out with this. And I know you've got to get going. You, you're on a tight schedule, so. Where do you want to travel next, A, and and B, have you have you been to a place to where all as <laughs> Jackie Chan racks himself? Have you have you ever been to a place to where culturally you're like, oh man? Not fully. And okay. my husband really wants to go to Asia and I would love to travel. With your son, of course, hundred no. percent. You have to take your son. Just with my husband. I'll get I'll I'll start a GoFundMe page just for your son. Poor guy. Uh, I would I would love to travel to Asia one day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah. Are we like? Do we need somewhere closer to home? No, no, we don't need somewhere closer to home. Feasible? No, Maine I mean Asia. Asia is very feasible. I think Maine's way more terrifying than Asia. <laughs> Maple tree people up there. Maine's a weird spot. Have you been to Maine? Maine's terrifying. Oh, Maine and the Appalachians and Hazard County in Kentucky are terrifying. Okay, listen, there's there's a lot of other things you can go after. That are way more terrifying in the U.S. than Asia. It's a general One scope. Day, hopefully next time. Go visit the haunt. Go visit the empty cities of China. You know about that? No, I. So the, uh, China has ten cities the size of Austin that have no one living in them. Oof. Or awesome. I mean, let's make a horror movie there, right? It's just like, I mean, this is where this is where you get to get away and have some fun, right? I mean, so. 
These are good outtakes. I mean, these are these are great really outtakes. Really I know the, the movie's good. I don't know what happened to Chris Tucker. Um, we well, of course, we know what happened to Jackie Chan. He just got. I mean, listen, that young man just got a little bit older, uh, but he's he's still a superstar. What um final thoughts here? Mm-hmm. In the random conversation we've had about travel and parenting and kids and drinking and everything else, and you're like, yes, no, that's please, that's that's ninety minutes of chaos. In the ninety minutes of chaos, um, for the people that follow you, for the the, the people that follow you on Instagram and, and other places, where what they don't see in pictures, what they maybe didn't see on TV, yeah. what they don't see in when you speak. What's 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 a what's a, a lasting piece that you want to give them? Uh, well, don't believe everything you see on Instagram. <laughs> I did a little thing with my son for three weeks where it was like he didn't have summer camp, he didn't have school, so we were trying to do a fun activity every day. Okay. And that is a snapshot of our day. <laughs> so people would see me and say, "Oh, it looks like having so much fun with your son." Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. We try to make it fun for a little bit, but I'm also a normal parent living with a toddler, and he can be a total terror. Um, so I'm just living a normal life, and I love interacting with people, engaging with people. Send me a message, comment on my pics, I'll respond. Let's keep the conversation going. Nice. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, Lauren, I know you're very busy. No. As, as a retired person, you're very, very busy. Someone who's, who's already got a... 401k just fully stocked started it's fully stocked started. going to me with chef drew give him my best and now folks is is your favorite time of the podcast when you get to have my daughter sing about the first time she- Thank you.